morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to Reaching Your Peak Podcast, episode five. And today's episode is going to be with a very special guest today, Mickey Burke. So for anyone who doesn't know Berkey, basically Berkey is a county level footballer for the last 15 years, both football and hurling, and has also represented Ireland in the Shinty as well. So he's played a lot of high level at a sport at a high level, and he just has a great outlook on performance on maintaining yourself looking after yourself and doing the real hard work outside of them hours of training and matches and today's episode is basically going to be a really good insight into looking at a high level performer and what they do I suppose outside of their sport in terms of looking after themselves building on themselves educating them on themselves and it's, I think it's going to be a really, really good episode that's going to give you some big insights into things like being you and following who you are, um, managing stress levels, whether that's coming to a, a Leinster final, walking out to the pitch in Croke Park on that Leinster final day, managing stuff from media, from press. Um, there's tons in this that you're going to get lots and lots of value from. So I hope you enjoy it. Again, as always... If you can, take a screenshot, share this on your stories or give a rating on podcasts. If you're on Apple Podcasts, everything and anything helps at all. Because the more people we can see, the more people are allowed to learn to better themselves and the more people we can get on this show to help you improving yourself. So again, not going to get into too much more. Hope you enjoyed this episode and here is Berkey and I'm going to let him take it away. We can edit that bit there now anyway. Yeah, we can edit that bit there. We're talking. Are we, are, are, we, are we talking all right there? Am I, am, I, am I waffling on there? So today I have the mad man here beside me, Mickey Burke. So I trekked all the way over to Longwood, didn't even get lost in the way. But today we're just going to do a quick little podcast um, with Berkey here. So Mickey, if you just start off, I suppose, we're just telling a little, little bit about yourself and who you are in case anyone doesn't know the Shoney Burke. <laughs> Come on, Dan. Thanks for coming out to Longwood. Um, yeah, Mickey Burke is my name. Um, come from Longwood, um, Main Street Longwood. Grew up in a pub, grew up in a pub and farm, um, and I suppose probably known for maybe playing hurling football for me for the last maybe fifteen years or so, fifteen sixteen years. So um, yeah, I, I suppose that's how I'm known. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe other things as well, but we can't say that on we can't say that on a podcast. On a podcast. PG, like. <laughs> <laughs> um, and have you always like been into football, or how did you start to get into that? I suppose I have done. Um, I had a great childhood. Like um, my father was local publican, mother was a uh, school teacher. Um, my dad would have brought me up to the field, and he had a huge love of football, and still does. Um, so I had, a, I, had a, I had a great upbringing. Parents are very strict, but. Um, they, they, they taught me the right things, I suppose. I was I was a handful to mine, but uh, yeah, I've always I've always been into football and hurling from a young age. Um, from the word go, I think I had a ball in my hand from the from from the very start. Yeah, yeah, and I suppose that's probably led to where you are now. It has, yeah, like um, probably with a lot of practice and a lot of luck and a lot of you know, I would I would say that I wasn't even the best player. In, in the club growing up I was a late developer yeah. um, I was probably a little bit chubby as a young fella yeah. um, you know and, and again like different like life uh, you know we, we, we 
I suppose, grow at different times and develop at, at different stages. So I was a late developer and it was probably only when I was kind of 16, no, maybe 17, I started kind of developing physically and, and athletically a bit more and improving. And I saw, saw gains and I started kind of getting recognised, I suppose, by mead selectors. And was that when you started to come into the mead side of things or...? I would have been knocking around the development squads um, from the world goal, but not getting much game time. You know, like I would have been sub, um, sub right up to under sixteens. Uh, then under seventeens. I remember we went up the north and we played down and and Armagh and a few teams. And all of a sudden, I was kind of you know playing centre forward and kind of doing okay. And yeah. um, again, like my my fitness probably in, improved. I lost that maybe bit of. What would you call it, like, you know... Bit of weight. Bit, 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 of, bit of baby fat or whatever, yeah, yeah. like, and... Um, but I had an inner determination, you know, I, I, I... Other guys might have dropped off being a sub, you know, and I, I didn't... That never entered my mind. I, yeah. I kept practicing, kept training, and, um, you know, because a lot of the time you see guys and they... If they get, if they get put on the bench, they kind of... Might give up pretty easy, but that never that never happened to me. Yeah, and what kind of made you like? Because like you said, there are a lot of people they would have this mindset like, oh fuck it, you know what? I'm on the bench here. What's the point? And they have a negative outlook on it. But I suppose you probably did the opposite on it. What kind of did you find? You always had that internal determination or motivation, or where do you think that came from? Yeah, I've thought about that a bit, like um, over the years, and you know. Like I'm thirty three now. Like looking back to when you're sixteen, seventeen, you don't kind of have the you know you know you don't have podcasts, or you don't you know have books or, or that experience. People maybe talking to you like that. So I must have had a bit of it internally, Dan. Like I got it from my team. You know, my father and mother would be very determined people. They weren't. They weren't un, like my dad wouldn't be unbelievably lovey dovey like as regards football. Like he wouldn't be t- coming over to giving you a big hug and saying you played well or you were class or. You'd be hard but fair. So he like. You know, he would have always told me to stick at it and, and see it out. I remember <clears throat> I got picked then after that tournament, like doing so well, I got picked for the Ireland under seventeen trials. And that was that was that, that was huge at the time, like coming yeah. from Longwood, no history of anyone playing football for me for a start, really underage or anything. So picked for that and I remember um went to a few trials and um the letter coming downstairs and you hadn't made it. And I just remember, you know, tears just flowing because everyone around the village was kind of, you know, hearing whispers that I was going for these yeah, trials and a bit of pressure nearly. You know, bit of pressure and but, funnily enough, like four mead lads went for it. Yeah. Tr- tr- three of them made it, and I was the only guy who didn't make it. Yeah. But I ended up playing senior football for mead. Yeah. The other boys didn't. Yeah. You know, so um, maybe if I had made that. Irish under 17 so maybe I would have got a big head maybe I would have thought I was better than I was I don't know yeah. uh, you know that's that's just a little example of you know I suppose um, disappointment at an early age and, and maybe dealing with it the right way like yeah. you know possibly I don't know yeah exactly I suppose yeah like you said having that attitude where like things don't go to plan or don't go the way you want to say but there's still the next time or the next round after that it's the fair we get going to might hear that at that but uh, yeah, I suppose having that attitude where like, look, it didn't go to plan, but there's the next one. Like, like again, if you lose a game, so there's the next game. It's not focusing on that, but focus on what you can do next or going forward. Like, yeah, exactly. And I would have all, and I would still like to think I have a very positive mindset to, to everything in general. But as a young fella, you, you know, you have them disappointments, and you can see why maybe. Um, 
even young fellas going over to play soccer now in England, maybe a disappointment of not maybe getting the club and then, you know, you know, you, I think you just got to try and react in the right, in a positive way because generally yeah. things will work out for you in the long term if you do. Yeah, if you have that outlook. Like. Yeah. And then, I suppose one point you were saying there was pressure. So if you would have felt a lot of pressure, obviously, from people around the area, like, thinking like, Jesus, is he going to go all the way? Or, you know, the way people talk about different things, which creates that internal pressure towards you. I suppose playing obviously with Mead and playing at the high levels you have between playing Shinty and then again playing in Leinster finals, how would you have dealt with that like let's say that pressure coming up to the games and even on the day? Yeah, like it's not easy, but I suppose um you you're just you're in that internal bubble in training. Um one thing that I would have always liked to you know, once I know I've done the work, you know, I've I've you know, I've trained really well, I've prepared to my maximum, I've ate well, I've, you know, I've hydrated, I've stretched, I've, done, I've ticked all them boxes in the lead up to the, in the lead up to the game. So that gives you great, I suppose, solace in knowing that, that you have that work done. Yeah. You know, like if you were going into a Leinster final and, you know, and maybe you'd miss six weeks of training, you'd be a little bit only naturally more nervous yeah. because you hadn't done them, you know, them things in the lead up to it. So I would have always, took my preparation very seriously Dan and that's one of the reasons why I would I would like to think that I've maybe outlasted lads and, and played for as long as I have because I, I had to do that I couldn't just go out and play like some like some guys yeah. wouldn't play naturally like you know I had to work for it like. work for it and get the very best out of myself and, and you know like I said tick all those little box do all those little things yeah and even on a game day like I suppose even from the bus bus journey up when you're in that dress room, when you're walking out onto the pitch and quote, like what, how do you deal with let's say even the crowd roaring or different things like that? Well, some of it is just down, some of it's just down to experience, and you yeah. have to, you know, experience that that roar and that intensity of that game yourself. But I would have prepped myself mentally by thinking about that and thinking about the roar and you know imagining myself running out to the field, um, different scenarios in the game maybe as a back. You know, a high ball coming in, uh, breaking off the full back. I'd be thinking about what happens next. What am I going to do? Um, and uh, little things like that. Ball, ball, expecting the unexpected. The ball hitting off the post from a forty-five. I would have them things prepped in my mind. And a lot of the time, <clears throat> football is you know it's it's a one-on-one game as well. Yeah. So I would have you know try to for want of a better word bully my man for yeah. for for an hour like you know yeah. that's that's what I would have few schlei ones within the laws of the game like, yeah, you know exactly. Dan yeah like, <laughs> within the laws of the game you, you know this is this is elite sport and you know people are people are going to remember you if you have you know a bad game so like you're talking yeah. about pressure so I, I had to do whatever I had to do to get the better of my man on that particular day like if I'm going out to my Colin Cooper yeah, I have to basically pull every string in the book to to try and get the better of him. Over him. Yeah. So whether that's you know maybe it's just holding my toe <laughs> over the line a little bit. Yeah. Uh, to get the better of him. Then, within the rules. You know, within the rules, within exactly. The rules. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you're saying there like you'd let's say maybe create that picture already in your head before the game, whether it's the ball coming off the post from a forty-five, whatever. Did you? like do visualisation with that or like literally just kind of when you're sitting on the bus and you're going up you just prep that in your head I know I would have done vi- vis- visualisation um, <clears throat> excuse me and I would have thought about it 
I suppose that's only really coming into it's probably been in other sports and other areas for years but yeah. you know uh, it's only in the last you know few so many years that we've got kind of in the GA but yeah I would have wrote down keynotes and I would have had a little book uh, keynotes for the games before games maybe just look at it um, you know Bill Belichick the NFL um, manager of him he says you know do your job and if everyone does their job well then you have a great chance of success so I was just a little cog in the wheel and I wanted to do my job to the absolute maximum yeah. if that was kind of you know taking out one of their better players or top score well then I was doing my job but I would have visualised different situations you know you know talking to my man maybe trying to put him off um, you know the last 10 minutes of the game were coming under huge pressure trying to keep possession of the ball different things like that because yeah. I definitely think if you have it in your mind and you visualise this then you won't you know, be under as much pressure if, if it just happens in the middle of the game. Yeah, just focus on the things you can control rather than the things you can't, I suppose, is a big thing. Exactly, there. yeah. Con control the controllables is a big one now, but it's probably maybe overplayed a bit, but it's, but yeah. it's, but it's very true. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's very true. Again, the, the train and the diet, all in the lead-up to the match, I control all those. I visualised, um, I did my warm-up well, and then, you know, it's a case of you know, just going out and doing your best then again, you know, yeah. in the game. I suppose even playing at the league level you have as well, you would have had a lot of opportunities to probably meet a lot of good influential people or work with a good lot of influential people as well. And assuming sports psychologists you probably worked with before, have you, through teams? We would have, yeah. We would have got a few, uh, you know, sports psychologists who would have got a few great speeches off different yeah. uh, players and coaches as well, like, so you take little bits from all them. And is there even anyone that stands out that you've used that you've noticed has made a massive impact in, in your performance? Um, off the top of my head, um, like, Jerry McEntee gave us a fantastic, um, you know, speech before, not before a game, but in the lead up to a game, yeah. um, the, the meat footballer, Jerry McEntee. Um, Brian Cody, the Kenny manager, gave us a fantastic one as well there. Um, and again, it's it's you know people are looking for maybe you know the key or the golden kind of the golden nugget. There, yeah, you know, you yeah. know, and it's all they just break it down to very simple things. You know, it's and uh, you know it, it's hard work, it's determination, it's it's spirit, it's honesty. All them kind of words are kind of coming out all the time um, from them. Um, you know, bully your man. Um, in a one-on-one -on -one battle, um, but yeah, like it's it's sport is uh, can be at times can be overcomplicated. Yeah, with, you know, with, with with buzzwords and stuff like that. But ultimately, it does come. Okay, of course, you have tactics and you have fitness and you have all those and the, uh, all those sides to it. But um, a lot of the time, it's just honesty and hard work and spirit. If you have those things within a team or within a group. I think you'll go a long way. Yeah, it makes a massive difference, especially I suppose when, when you're getting tired and when maybe things might be not be going well in the field, but if you still have them ingraded into the team, into the group, whatever it is, that's what keeps the, the engine moving forward, I suppose. Definitely, yeah, definitely. And, you know, if you're looking at a guy beside you and you know he's put in the hard work as well, he's put in the effort and training, um, and he's being honest, you know, you'll, you'll do it for them. Like, like same, same in business as well. Like, you know, if you're 
if you're over someone and and or you're you know you're employing someone and and you know they're they're good and they're you know they look up and you're mannerly to them and you know you're helpful to them they're more likely to respond to you know to you so yeah they're important important parts of life and important parts of team sport yeah exactly transfer to both I suppose yeah and then I suppose even one part of playing obviously at that level as well is you get a lot of stick in the background whether that's through again everyone has a bad day everyone has a bad performance it's natural that's a lot of the time how you learn um, but what you find over the years through let's say it could be people's opinions walking down the street after a game or you see it right up online or would you ever find like negative let's say opinions or write ups or different things like that after games or how did you manage it yeah like I <clears throat> I suppose look naturally we all have a bit of ego yeah you know we all like to be loved we all want to be popular like we all you know, I'd love if everyone in me thought Mickey Burke was the best footballer, like, you know, yeah. class, oh, brilliant, but, like, I'm not delusional to think that, like, I know I'm probably, like, Marmite to, to certain, to the mean public um, out there that, you know, me or maybe you, you love or you hate my style of football or, or the way I play, so I, I get that completely. Um, as regards, but I, I, I can't control what they think, yeah. you know, I can't, I can't control what someone writes in the Hogan Stand about me on a forum or a, you know what the paper writes about me um so i kind of just stayed away from the Hogan stand after the first couple of years i like i stayed away from um because there can be it can be harsh when they're behind the you know behind the screen, behind the screen and yeah. it can be tough on on, on young fellas so I, I i suppose i i do have a tough enough skin like from growing in the pub and that a bit of slagging yeah i had a good upbringing um as I'm saying, you know, like you're downstairs in the pub and boys are slagging you, messing. So that, that, that's, yeah. you know, it's all kind of part of, yeah, part exactly. of the life cycle for me. I've been lucky with that. The only gentle slagging now down in the pub, yeah. but you know, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, if you didn't have a great game maybe for long or something, you're yeah. downstairs and one lad is letting a roar to you behind, geez, you weren't great today or whatever, yeah. you didn't do this, that or the other and you kind of let it slide. You yeah, know, but, you just passed off for sure. But the, 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 the websites and that can be tougher. I did find, <clears throat> in general, no, I've been pretty, I've been pretty thick-skinned with it. But I did find there was an incident um, with Ono Gar that time, the, the, the row and the biting incident um, up in Croker. Yeah. That was very tough for two weeks because that was in everything. That was on the papers, like the back of the papers, the front of the paper for a while. It was on the radio. It was on Everton. I was in a coffee shop in Trim. Next thing I heard is when I could see a few people looking at me and it was just, it was weird, like, you know. And yeah. So that kind of, that did get me down. Yeah. Because um, there, there was a big row in the Leinster final in 2014 and um, we got hammered as well in the final. We didn't have a great game. And so that was, that was, that was, that was probably the toughest mentally uh, drain, like kind of as regards getting abuse and stuff like that. People yeah. were saying that I faked the injury and stuff like this and, and how did you, let's say, get out of that mindset at that time? Well, Mick O'Dowd, the mead manager, was very good to me for a start. He, he, he was very supportive and he told me not to, uh, I suppose, not to worry about it. To just, he, he rang me, you know, fairly regularly. And Mead asked me if I wanted, or wanted to pursue the incident. And I said, no. Yeah. I said, let's just drop this. Um, because I said I don't want it to go on any longer. But that was probably the main thing then. But I, I can I can understand why it would get guys down and yeah. girls down and my advice would be to stay off because 
Um, a lot of people don't know the sport inside out and they have opinion. opinions are dangerous. Yeah. Titans like exactly. You know. Uh, there's a great great quote from Bill O'Hurley, the the famous soccer anchor. Yeah. You know Bill O'Hurley, and he said eighty percent of people that watch soccer don't know anything about it. Yeah. And it is so, so true. Know, things, isn't it? Yeah, it is true. Like so, you have to be careful. But um. Yeah, like like I said, I, I wish I'd love if everyone thought it was brilliant, but because uh, we all naturally have a bit of ego, but yeah, that's that's not going to be the case. Like, people would probably still say down and down and Kerry Colin Cooper is not great, or, yeah. or you know like Jack McCaffrey's not good in Dublin at the moment, like yeah. so. It's always I suppose it's like that with everything. It's like, life, isn't it? Mean, it is like that. Like you can't like even for me myself. Like I know my method of let's say working with people or trying to help people. Some people will think I'm an idiot. Some people will absolutely love me, and that's fine. But if I focus on the people that think I'm an idiot, the only thing that's going to make things worse is going to drain me. Like it probably drained you the time when you were looking in. Oh, this is up in this newspaper. This person, this person's looking at me. It just it physically, mentally, just drains it. Yeah. So it's just I suppose having that outlook on life that like, do you know what? I am who I am, and who cares? Because that's who I am. Because I think. That was one thing you said on what you did an interview with who was it again? What was it balls that he did you show me or balls something? Balls one of them anyway. I don't know. It was basically yeah, it was one of them anyway. I was doing all the research and I'm here. Um <laughs> So yeah, come on. Um yeah, one of the interviews anyway, I think it was like there are people's opinions and knocking it off and then I think you finished with quote I am who I am, like have you always had that outlook or was it just when you started getting into football you realised, you know what, who cares? Um no, I'd say it was fairly, fairly always fairly different. Yeah. I would say, and um, honestly, I can honestly say it was not to, not to show off. Um, like I was, I'm not. I was, I was, it wasn't perfect, around. Like I, you know, like Jesus, sir, I've had mad hair. I've always had the beard since I was young. Bring it back to long hair. That's like back to long hair. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, it makes me look old though. <laughs> when, I was looking at, when I was looking at some of the photos, but it might, I never said ever, might yeah, be a bag. Yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> had the beard since I was young, Dan, you know, since I could grow it. Um, you know, I had ear piercing, eyebrow piercing, Jesus, looking back in the push. Yeah, no, it was always a bit different. Like, my father's, yeah. my father's a character. Um, yeah, I mean, always, I mean, always he's a character. Do you know, like, he'd yeah. come in behind the bar, he's a farmer, he'd have a big cowboy hat, he'd have a pair of wellies yeah. on him, he wouldn't, never cared. And maybe I kind of got that. From him in a way, I never cared. Um, like I said, the, the only time I probably cared was when that, that real intense thing came on there. I just kind of wanted it gone, you know, yeah. the only guard thing. But as you said, I think the choice is important in that. You, you make a choice, as you said. Yeah. You know, like you can either choose for people to to worry about what people think or just choose to just forget about it. And like their opinion is kind of immaterial. But um, yeah, I've always been the old man. And I'd like to think, you know, that that's important to anyone and, and if anyone's listening to it and they're a little bit quirky or different, you look you you're you are yourself yeah. and you know, just drive on. Yeah, be exactly. Best, be the best you can be. Exactly, yeah, yeah. You know? And um I suppose even with playing hurl and football, both club and county, there's a lot of training volume you're doing and then you're well known for the gym as well. Um, so how would you have managed all that in terms of training wise recovery wise everything like because there's a lot of training volume to be doing so how, how did you manage that um, well I would have always took it very seriously yeah uh, from the word go Dan like I would have you know um, would have took my recovery my food 
even thinking back, you were just talking about like when I was young, like even going into school, I had I had fruit with me. I don't know why you had fruit with me when I think back and I like I don't know why you had fruit. I don't no one came to me and said this is the right thing to eat. Yeah. But I just knew at the time that, that this was eating breakfast rolls every day and sweets at lunch like the boys yeah. down, you know, like I, I hung around them, but like, don't get me wrong, I had a breakfast roll here or there like, yeah, as a young yeah. fella like in school, but I just knew that wasn't the right thing to do or something. But um yeah, like I would have, you know, had 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 the skins recovery gear compression. I would have been into my food. I would have been hydrating really well at the time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was into the gym. Um. So all of those little things helped me, I suppose, play for as long as I have and helped me recover better. I I, I looked after myself. You know, <clears throat> outside the two hours of training, the other twenty two hours, I I minded myself. I got me sleeping. I I read books. I delved through books. Um, as it, uh, looking for any kind of marginal gain, I suppose, or any one percenter, um, and probably for twelve months of the year, I, I kind of looked after myself fairly well, yeah. And that helps me then when I come back, and I, I used to see like when I originally started off, me boys coming back, you know, big bellies in them in December, and I was just saying to myself like it's only it's only making har- it harder on yourself, yeah. So um. Yeah, so all those little things then helped me help me kind of um, recover better and play for longer and um, yeah, I was I, I'm still very interested in it and food and diet as you know is so important and proper nutrition and, and hydration is you know it's the key to fueling your body and and recovering so. Um, I would have always, you know, any anything that was out there to try or to do that was put on for us, I would do it like to the letter of the law. Ice bath after the game, bang, I'm in it. You yeah. know, um, hot and cold showers, contrast, I'm doing it. Yeah. Uh, the pool sessions, yeah, even a massage after the game. So I, I, I you just take that. I, t- I try to do all them things. Yeah. yeah, read books like um different different guys what they were doing. Um, yeah. So yeah. that, that, that's that's and it, it was a passion it's an interest it's a drug it's an addiction yeah for me fitness I'll worry or well definitely GA at the moment I'll worry a little bit when it ends but yeah. I'll, I'll have to you know find another thing to kind of fill that void yeah uh, because training is a, is a drug for me in a, one, in, yeah. a, in a better sense of word like I need I need to train like every day or do something and why do you find you have to do that so much? Like, or do you find there's some benefit you get from it? Obviously, performance on the pitch and everything is one thing, but anything else on top of that? Ah, uh, mentally, like I think, <clears throat> mentally, I. Not that I'd be a little bit tick, but yeah. I'd be, you know, like if I, oh God, if like for two, if I went two or three days without doing something, like I'm not talking about absolutely hammering myself yeah, every day. Just movement, really. movement, a bit of a sweat on the yeah. bike for twenty minutes. You yeah. know, flush the legs out, have a nice shower, get up in the morning. Yeah. Um I've started doing yoga, I've started doing Bikram yoga now in the last year or so. Yeah. Um so all those little things it's just good for the mind, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah, like um where did I go with the girlfriend there? Sorrento. Like we went to Rome. I went to went to Rome with Gemma there last year and she got a uh, there was a gym in the hotel. Yeah. Jeez, that was like she puts up with me like I was up in the gym before <laughs> breakfast like in Rome, you know, doing every day. Oh, yeah, going running, yeah. <laughs> and she was very sound to me like in fairness oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. But this year in, in Sorrento there was no gym. 
and like we're over there, I was over at Jamie Queenie's wedding and for four days there was nothing really so I had to I had to go out one day and do a bit of a run but I was just getting itchy feet like I needed to I needed to do something like you know to, to, just to feel a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, even eating all the grub like yeah. You know, so uh but that's just me again yeah. being a little bit mad like different most boys would probably just go on holidays and go, right, I'm padding out, I'm chilling yeah, here. Exactly. I just have that that I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's drive or just oddness. Yeah. Just to go out and do something a run in the morning yeah. here in Rome like yeah. that's just that's just me and that's not you know trying to show off like it's just the way I am yeah no, I think it's definitely one big mass thing there's a lot of people I suppose like you said whether it's coming back from football after being off for a few months or getting going on holidays it's this approach of all or nothing like and then when you actually get into a rhythm of things and actually make it your lifestyle and who you are and what you do like you, you notice the benefits of a massive not just looking or staying in shape but keeping your fitness up or your strength up but like mentally how much better you feel better moods you, you're just more you're more active and you do more things like oh yeah and you feel you feel brilliant like and you know it is unbelievable like the, the mind is a muscle as well yeah so it's it's fantastic like just get up in the morning or in the evening or whatever time do a bit of a workout get a bit of a hit on and you know you're showered up and you're ready to go and it's it's I would love to be able to switch off more it's my yeah. weakness yeah um I'd like to think I'm a, I'm a I'm a placid enough nice fella I'd like to think socially um from talking to people you know I'd always try and be nice and, and just be myself yeah, but yeah. when it comes to sport and the training I find it very hard to switch off that yeah. I find it hard to you know, after a game, my mind is racing. I'm running over everything. Yeah. Um. Again, even with the training thing, I'd like to. You know, even for my girlfriend or, or my parents or whatever like that. For off, you know, I'm thinking about training. I'm thinking That's about. Like that, yeah. You know, going to a wedding like the dinner, and I'm there saying, uh, "No, I don't want any sauce and me salmon." And uh, the, the the dessert comes out, and everyone's looking at me going, "This weirdo won't even eat yeah. dessert." Like, you know, yeah. I wish I could just ease up yeah. a bit, but I can't. That's yeah. just my makeup. But I suppose probably for you, it's because you've been playing at such a high level for so long, it's nearly become a habit mm. in a way like that, like, right, this is how it's done and this is how it is, like, and even after games, like, automatically, obviously, through, like, teams, like, right, you have your analysing the game or it's watching the video back or whatever it is, looking at your statistics through the GPS or whatever, mm. you're probably just used to that automatically, that's probably why you find it, well, you just, that's what I think from, you yeah. probably find it so hard to switch off, because I do like that as well, like, over the last years obviously through building a business and yeah progressing myself personally on as well like I would always find it so hard to switch off like come out after work after so many clients I'm still checking okay is this alright or what can I do next or whatever and then what I find sometimes the more you keep pushing and pushing and pushing something's going to give whether that's an injury or you're just exhausted or you're in shit form or something like that it's a massive massive thing and, and through working with Jerry obviously over the last few months I find switching off it's it's such an important thing whether that is going after a game and just chilling there and doing nothing having coffee or whatever or whether it's again like you said doing yoga or something you have that moment where you switch your brain completely off because like you said it's a muscle you're not going to go and play three or four football games in a row because you're going to burn out like, yeah, so I think your yeah. mind is the exact same and that's probably I suppose what would you find you there's just so, such a habit for you now it is, yeah, and um, look at when I when I look at it, like and I say to myself, thinking about it now, is was a dessert at the end of I don't know why we're talking about dessert at the end of the wedding, but <laughs> you know, 
is that going to you know have a massive effect on my performance yeah. really probably not probably not no. like it's not it's, def- it's definitely not yeah. like, um, like even at a maximum like if we're what like maybe 500 calories we'll say like is it, is it going to or 500 or 600 calories say, for a certain that's probably being you know the, the latter end scale but yeah. it's going to have effect on my performance probably not but that's that's just me and that's what made me and that's what's kind of look I, I was thinking I was getting an advantage maybe yeah you know like Christmas day we're thinking about Christmas day like I'm going out running on Christmas day because yeah. I'm thinking that I'm, no one else is doing that yeah, everyone's sitting at home with the turkey yeah and eating the you know the, the big box of sweets and I'm out going for a cycle yeah. and, 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 and a run like um, but I suppose it's but, a good mindset to have as well because it's you're setting the bar, you're setting the standard as well. Like. Yeah, I read that in a few guys' books. Like I yeah. think I read it in Donald O'Cusick's book, maybe. The Cork goalie. He used to train on Christmas Day. like, And uh, I was like, when I was about 19, I said, buying race 20, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go on a run on Christmas morning. Yeah. And I actually, because there's nothing to do on Christmas Day anyway. Yeah, you're moping around. And, and I'm moping around <laughs> and I get up and then I, I go for a bit of a run and a bit of sweat in my shower and then I'm, I'm absolutely starving for the Christmas Day. Yeah. And I can kind of enjoy them better, but I always thought that I was getting maybe a little bit of advantage in doing these yeah. things. And but sure, look, it's all it's yeah. all part and parcel. From a sport perspective, I suppose you definitely are, and it is like even making that one percent little difference, whether it's in sport, life, business, food, anything at all. That one percent difference makes a huge difference. It does. It does, and um, yeah, marginal gains like um, especially over time as well. Especially over time, yeah, and um, like. T- talking about marginal gains, I was I was researching up, um, you know, mattresses to sleep in in bed and that kind of thing. And yeah. sleep is such a big so thing. They do analyze that. I do, yeah, I do, I do. Um, but Man United brought in a sleep expert in yeah. the in the early two thousands, and um, only so brought in this. He he's a doctor and it's in sleep and stuff. Nick Littlehills is his name, right? Yeah. And brought him in anyway. <coughs> Fergie says, Alex Fergie says, right lads, we're going to have a chat about sleeping here. It's really important. And all the boys are like, this is nuts. Like, what yeah, are you Only three guys stayed for the for the meeting. Roy Keane, Gary Neville, and Ryan Giggs. And basically, in the heel of the reel, only uh, Neville and Giggsy uh, Got right. it, applied and got the mattresses and took this sleep to a new level. So um, it's just it's just you know like that that'd be another thing I'd be looking at sleep you know just to try and get as much sleep as I can because there's so many studies coming out now saying you know we need we need like there's no point being. I've, you, I suppose we've got to understand that people with their work and their kids and their job and all that you know it's very tough for them to get the recommended amount of sleep. Yeah. But, right quality of sleep as well the right quality of sleep is right so I just think it's important that if you can there's no point being the hard man or the hard woman if, if you if you can get you know your seven or eight hours sleep don't be going around saying you know oh, I got four hours sleep and flying out today or I got three hours sleep you know yeah. it's not going to be good for you in the long term I don't yeah. think you know so um, yeah yes. marginal gains marginal gains thanks well you'll be cutting down um one more carrot. I just need one more carrot. Just get that point one percent. it's like a we point one to this bit, man. Um, but yeah, I suppose it is just that point where it comes back to like the more the more you, I suppose you look after yourself in a way, like the more you'll get 
not just out of sport performance, but where that's life, where that's business, it kind of transfers all over. From all the progression, you're probably so used to hurling, football, and gymming and everything like that. What I see, like these days, we're kind of getting more into like business end of things. What what's the plans there? What what's going on in the Berkey life there? Um. Well, I am like yourself. I'm going back to study to be a personal trainer. Um, I'm also going to do a nutrition course as well with uh, McNew McNew Nutrition. So, um, Martin McDonald. So I'm going to uh, start them very soon. Uh, so I'll be a certified nutritionist as well. When I've that done, um, as as you can probably see by me, I have an interest in food and nutrition and recovery and performance uh, with, with food. So, um, doing a bit with gear as well. I have my own gloves. Um, obviously brought out the retro jerseys as well, Dan. So yeah, a few little, few little bits and bobs. As I was saying to you, um, earlier on, like it's not something that's keeping me awake at night. But I'm, 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 I like that, and I do. I try and do it to the best of my ability, and I'm just keeping yeah. the options open. Um, like the studying thing, knowledge is not no load to carry. So I'm going to do that, and it's good to have that on my belt and have that done. Um. And I would like to maybe expand the, the gear a little, a little bit as well, maybe to other things. I went down the retro route because I felt everyone was kind of doing the... the modern stuff. Yeah, just normal yeah. gear and that. And I, I wanted to do the the retro jersey this long time. I wanted, I wanted it actually out for Christmas, but didn't get it out until maybe February time. So it went really well. Um, they all sold out, so I had to get more in. And um, But yeah, obviously I have the pub here. At home in Longwood, and we'll, we'll, we'll obviously kind of keep that going, uh, drive that on as best we can as well. Yeah. So just just keep my options open. Really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With you. I suppose one thing you're, you keep mentioning there as well is knowledge, like, and we're sitting here with a few books on the table here as well. That's one big, I think, thing that's probably stood to you over the last few years. What do you find? As regards knowledge, uh, like reading, reading the books and yeah, getting, yeah. getting snippets out for. Yeah. Definitely, for, for my sport. For everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sure, like, I would I would have so many autobiographies of lads, I'd fly through them just getting any, as I said, 1% or any kind of bit of advice, whether that's on training or whether that's gym work or whether that's business or quotes or anything like that. Um, my mother would have always kind of, she was a school teacher, she taught me, encouraged me to read, and I do enjoy reading. So, um, and, and yeah, it just it really helped me throughout my throughout my career. Definitely got bits of advice that have, I suppose, pushed me on and, and helped me in the long run. Yeah, would you find that's made a massive difference to get you to all the things you've done? Oh, I would say so. Yeah, like even the you know like the Dolan accusing thing, their training and in the. Christmas Day, I remember yeah. reading Paddy O'Shea's book, um, you know, just the training he was doing when he was when he was a, a young fella and that kind of thing, and you know, they all them little things. When I think back, and it just kind of maybe spurred me on or gave me kind of that drive to go and do it. Uh, I had that internal drive anyway, but just reading and seeing how maybe great players are not even. Not even great players. Like I, 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 kind of, I would have always kind of 
maybe drifted towards the guy who was the hard worker, maybe more so who got the best out of himself than, yeah. the, than the great player. I would have always kind of went towards them. Yeah. I would have respected them more, the, the person who got the the very maximum out of himself, maybe a limited player who got the best out of himself. They yeah. were the guys that I kind of always kind of maybe glided towards. towards. Yeah. Maybe because it's similar to myself, possibly, yeah. Yeah. more than likely, you know. Yeah. Like Gary Neville there. Example, Man United. I don't know if you follow football, soccer, or really, do you? A little bit, yeah. A little bit, yeah. Like Gary was just a bit of a hatchet man there, right back. Like he was, he was. Matter of fact, you loved him or you hated him. I yeah. loved him because he was. And after reading his book, I I liked him even more because he was just trained hard. He was a gymmer. He was getting the maximum of himself, and he he bypassed all the guys who had more talent than him, but didn't want to put in the graft. Yeah. And. You see that so many times in life. If you don't, if you don't want to put in the graft, you're going to struggle. It's 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 great if you get a guy who's really talented and, and who, who puts in the graft as well or the hard work. But yeah. um, for anyone listening, like or I don't know, kids or whatever, like if I, that's what I'd be saying, just you know, do your do your very best every day, and you know, train hard, and, and I hope that you get a bit of luck, and you might, you know. Yeah. get onto teams whatever sport that is or individual sport yeah like everything what you put in is what you get out so if you're not willing to do the backroom work or them hard days where you're like oh jeez not don't want to do this today which you will always get them days it's still showing up it's still doing the simple things over time like it is yeah and it's the, it's a, it's the 22 hours outside of the, the the two hours training that you do as well when no one's looking yeah and the dark nights putting on your gear the cold nights going for a run or if you're boxing you know going for a long run or it's a bit cold or windy and you know but you like you need a bit of luck and Alton Dan like you need yeah. you can put in all this I don't have many medals like as such put in yeah. a lot of effort but that doesn't define me like I trained uh, I'd love to have a couple of all Ireland's yeah. in my back pocket but you need a bit of luck you know like Sean Boylan obviously saw something in me at the time that he liked in me yeah. and like I said there was probably other guys there who were who were as good as me, but maybe he just took a bit of a shine to me, and that kind of just that just opened a bit of a door, and thankfully got to play a bit of football for me, you know. Yeah, but I suppose even when you do do the hard work, like naturally good things will come to you as well. Like I think so. Yeah, I think so. Good karma, like, and you're trying to be a good person, and you're yeah. trying to. I suppose, again, as you said, you're not going to make everyone happy, no matter what you do. Like, yeah. you know, like if you're if you you're always going to upset. Someone not not intentionally, but you you know like if I think I think the more you try and be a good person and just do the right things and I think that I think that's that's the most important thing is just you know being a good good man or a good woman like and that that's that's what I'd like to be known as yeah. I suppose and heal the real when when everything's over but um, first and foremost but good things go, come to good good people generally yeah you know? and I suppose a lot of like from what you're saying they're probably has come from certain books over the years, whether it's little snippets like you're saying, taking the 1% or how important do you think for it is for people in both sport, life, business, anything, to be like doing personal development things, whether it's reading books, podcasts, or different things like that? Definitely, yeah. Like, um, knowledge, is no, knowledge is no load to carry, like, and, you know, just, I think, the, like, the brain is capacity of the brain is unbelievable like we're, we're using a certain amount of it so for for the personal development 
books were fantastic for me. Just as you can see, I've, I've plenty of them knocking around and I'd be writing down little notes or I'd be, um, I think there's one over there now, the Bill Romanowski one. Hold on there now, I'm gonna get this one here. I'm gonna go on from here. This is not an advertisement by the way. <laughs> no. <laughs> this guy now is taking a bit of juice, so I shouldn't be saying that the podcast, <laughs> but he's a bit loony, but I'd say now if you see here, I might have maybe, um, I might have a mark to it, but oh god, you can see a few pages fold over there. Fold over, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And I used to have them, yeah, see them there, kind of, yeah. I would have them highlighted different kinds of things, but um, yeah, so our uh, books have been books have been brilliant for me, but um, are there any certain ones that really stood out for you that's made a big difference? Like, you can take off, yeah, like a lot of them were the, a lot of them were the train, like one of the most recent ones is Jackie Terrell's. The Kilkenny hurler, I read his. He is eight or nine all Ireland medals. You think he's nine all Ireland medals, but just inside that Kilkenny dressing room, you know they were like the All Blacks at the time. You know, yeah. like they were they were relentless. What what they were doing, their mindset. Um, he was brilliant. I enjoyed that one now as well. Bill, Bill Romanowski. He he played until a ripe old age in the NFL. He wouldn't be really well, but he was he was a real. He was a badass. He had to kind of, he psyched himself up unbelievably before games, like to such an extent that he hated his man and this kind of thing, you know. But he, he was huge into his food and his gym work as well. Yeah. Um, and his nutrition. He played in about 39 in the NFL, which is which is kind of unheard of. But um, now he was, I suppose, he was popping a few pills as well, which, yeah. you know, which was not the right not thing. Not advised. Uh, not advised either. <laughs> so um, there was no doubt, yeah, yeah, true, but there was no doubt he was, aside from that, like looking after his body with stretching and yeah. all those types of things. So I suppose now what I'm trying to do is sip from the fountain of eternal youth. I'm trying to, you know, play for as long as I can and, and look after myself. Even even in, even as I get older, kind of yeah. have my body ready for when I'm an, an old fellow. Will we be will we be doing the Arnie when we're eighty, Dan? Will I be meeting you in in uh, in Navin in the gym when yeah, Arnie know. Schwarzenegger two of us? Never say never. Yeah, pumping iron. <laughs> you know, generating iron four, isn't it? Absolutely. It comes along with. Well, definitely, I'm going to try and do it anyway. Where's the There we go. Um, and would you ever think about writing your own book? I would, yeah. Yeah. I would. I wouldn't say no to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, there'd be a few stories in there as well, like. Yeah. There'd be a good few stories. Like I was saying, them. I was. I was no angel, but yeah, no, I would. I would. Be, there is. There's a lot of. There's a lot of memories in there, and. Be good crack. It'd be a good. A good experience to do yeah. as well. As, as yeah. Something. Something different, like. Yeah. I'm sure I'd have to. I, sometimes I have the memory of a goldfish. I wouldn't remember. <laughs> I wouldn't remember what happened yesterday, but. Um, yeah, like I wasn't, uh, like I'm saying, I wasn't perfect, like I was a bowsy at times as well, yeah. like, you know, messing and drinking and stuff when you're young, you yeah, know, but exactly. you need to go through them phases to, to learn, it's to learn, it's all about learning, isn't it, and growing up, yeah. growing up, so, um, yeah. So you were saying there earlier as well about personal training, so any future plans with that, are you going to put me out of business here, or what's the story? I wouldn't, wouldn't do that to you, lad, no, 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 no way. What is Jen? Um... PT, yeah, like, so Aura, Aura got in contact with me and asked me to be a brand ambassador, and they said this, um, let me do the course, then for free, 
and um, which was brilliant of them. So I jumped at that opportunity. Um, like I, as as you can you can see by me, I talk fitness and gymming and you, you all day. So yeah, um, I have nothing like carving stone in my mind, Dan. But look, at, I would like to maybe in future years look at like I'm saying, I, I have this addiction to training and when mead football and, and I suppose club football and hurling is over I'll have to put my energy and focus into something else, something else yeah. so whether that's PT whether that's nutrition um, maybe working with an elite team I would like to do that maybe that would be something like it'd be cool enough to be the Irish rugby nutritionist or BP, BPT for I don't know, whatever, like maybe yeah. get, get, get involved in strength conditioning with, with a team like that. Yeah. Maybe just something off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. But if that doesn't happen, I don't I, I don't have a regimented thing in my head. I'm going to do this, yeah. this, and this, and this. I'm going to be this. There's no like, plan, yeah. No, not, not really. Not really, to be honest yeah. with you. Some people are very driven like that, and I yeah. respect that. Um, but at the moment, no, I'm going to do the courses, I'm pass the tests, touch wood. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, um, see what happens then. Yeah. But that'll be something in my mind. Like I'm kind of looking at. <clears throat> do you follow Peter Stringer, the rugby player at yeah, all? Yeah. yeah. Like he's, you know, like he's he's a guy who played to a really good age, played till he was nearly forty or forty one professionally. Yeah. And now he's kind of going down that. Yeah. And he's looking after himself exactly. still, yeah. even though he's finished yeah. rugby. So um, I would I would like that. I'm definitely going to keep in shape anyway when I'm when I'm stop playing. I think, yeah. I think this this fitness thing is just. So important for future life, isn't it? Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like exactly, yeah. old age and well, there's all the health benefits to it mentally and physically as well. But I think one good point you touched on there was like when you finish football there, that you have that something else to either do or you're working towards because it happens a lot. People whether it is football or it could be a simple goal of someone has like something as simple as a five k or a ten k or something that's their goal. They do it, they achieve it, and then you kind of get into like a loss zone where they. Why, what do I do next? And you see a lot of times, even with, I remember with um, Michael Phelps, when he won the Olympics that time, he went to a depression for like a year or something, and he was yeah. in a really bad place. And he just, because that was his life, that's what he'd done, and he had that doing it all the time, over and over. It's all he knew, it's all he breathed. Yeah. And then when he left that position, or had that, let's say, if it's a fitness goal, or finishing football, you kind of get lost, and... I suppose the important thing there, what you find is having that something else, all right, cool, what am I going to do next, or what's next in life? Yeah, like, I'm not going to lie, I, I, I didn't think about much outside of football, really, um, until the last couple of years. Yeah. Like, okay, with the pub, pub downstairs, family-run pub, um, that'll be, be mine and, and the sisters, you know, like, when my mum and dad decide to finish, and, you know, like, that'll be, this will be my, my, my job, my workplace, like yeah, might set up a squat rack in the corner, with you? <laughs> <laughs> Never, yeah. Have a pint and have a squat, do a squat, yeah. There you go. Balance, uh, yeah, balance, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's only in the last couple of years that, like that, I've 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 taught outside the bubble, yeah. and I think you're dead right. Like, it is really important. You see with soccer players, you said Michael Phelps as well. Like soccer players go off the off the ball, like on the routine. Like I have, I do have. I know I said I don't have a, you know an actual routine for business now we'll say at the moment or, or an end goal but in sport you're used to that the gym on the Monday the pitch on the Tuesday yeah. the gym you know and that's bump, bump 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 and game at the weekend and I've been doing that since I've been 18 yeah so I've no doubt that even even if I even if I do have 
stuff outside of football when it's over, I will struggle, like, for a little bit, like, only only naturally, I think. Yeah. Just not being that county player anymore or whatever, but I'm hoping that won't be for another few years, that I can still play and be in good shape. Yeah. And I still want to play. I'm still playing good stuff, so... Um, but you're right. It is. It is important for anyone to to, uh, to I suppose have a go, have a goal or have a focus after yeah. after playing something for so long or being involved in any any kind of bubble for so long. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so I'm just gonna finish up here now. But one question I'm just gonna ask you just before we finish up. No pressure, man. Getting nervous. He's sweating here. Right? So he's, <laughs> just one question before you go. If you could give the best advice, where that's football or that's training, nutrition, anything at all. The best advice you could give someone, what would it be? Well, should have prepped for this now. I know, should I always throw this in the spot, you see. Should have prepped for this one. After you finish, like, shit, I should have said. <sighs> yeah, yeah, i come back to you on it. Um, look, oh God, it's, it's hard to give exact, you know, I think, I think it is simple things. You know, don't give up. Yeah. Do your best. Um, be the best you can be. Be yourself. Yeah. Like I'm giving you a load of little things, but like, you know, be your like, just 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 be yourself. Do 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 you like? People are looking like I'm saying. People are looking for the golden nugget. Like yeah, there is like no. even no like even a, even a, f- a football game. Um, you can't control certain things. You can't control the ref, the the weather, the other team. But you can control your own attitude and ability, can't you? You can yeah. control your own desire. So if you're having if someone goes into you you're training and you're after having a bad day or you're not feeling great or whatever just park that for the hour yeah push yourself as best you can on that day yeah the next day you might have a better day you might be able to push yourself a little bit harder but for that day give it everything you've got and you'll feel better afterwards you know so yeah. it's it's i think it's simple like in in ways like you know yeah. i can't i wish i could be maybe a bit more i suppose like keeping it keeping all things simple and then when you're in that moment, in that present moment, focus on what you're doing on the task at hand and control whatever you can control. Because like you said, it's not like you can control, oh shit, there's a rain, storm, thunderstorm coming here. There's nothing you can do about that. There's nothing you can do about it. And I probably made a career <clears throat> in, in football terms with, with Mead by, you know, outworking lads. And um, whether that's on the field, um, training or during the game I was willing to go to places more than other lads on the road yeah. and you know in games when it was tight I mean, I would just push myself further than the other guy and um, that would be that would be my advice just do your, do your very best um, you know work hard and like I said hopefully good things will, will, will come of that but it's just primal, primal instincts. Like it's just you know, yeah, do your exactly. best and, and and you know, they're probably the little things I would say. The little things then all add up. Yeah, they'll make up something bigger, much bigger picture in the end. After that, like it's probably a roundabout answer for you, but we got there in the end. We'll take it. It's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, lad. Cheers, um, and then any anything you want to finish up with saying any things you're doing, any things that are going on, or where people can find you at all. No, she you would tag me on Instagram probably. I'm only tag on Instagram, I do. Yeah. Thanks a million on the story <laughs> or whatever. But um, no, um, I'm I'm uh, I'm not on Twitter or anything like that. So um, just say things great that you're doing as well. You know, um, we have fantastic, fantastic things set up here all day or there. 
Um, you know, I think it's brilliant what you're doing and, and the business that you're driving again to, to yourself where you're driving your business and you're putting the hours in and you're working hard. I seem to repeat myself and say I'm working hard. I didn't mean to yeah. say this all the time, but um, just fair play to you and thank you. Keep keep it lit and it's and it's brilliant and want to bigger bigger and better things. Dom, dom, dominate. Thank you. We are on the iron stage. We'll both dominate now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's it. Um, I hope I, I hope that was okay for people and. It came across fairly, fairly natural. I hope it's. A, I would have liked to answer a couple of questions maybe a bit better, but look, I'm just, I hope it's okay and people get something out of it anyway. Yeah, and very well. I mean, people find a massive, massive thing from hearing they're saying now whether it's working hard or it's again doing all them house developing things in the background to find that extra one percent, and just having that awareness about about yourself, who you are, and what you do, like and sticking to your guns with that, not letting other people in for sure. Yeah, like just if if anyone is. You know, I really want to reiterate that <coughs> people will probably say, uh, say it anyway, but like I was never the best 